When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. Just let the Curtis Mayfield wash over you. We hope you are having a good week getting set up for that final four in Houston on the men's side. In Dallas on the women's side, unfortunately, no Texas teams there, but you got stories all over the place. Can anybody beat UConn on the men's side? Could FAU or SDSU pull off something crazy? And on the women's side, can we get down to, well, first off, you got a massive matchup with South Carolina and Iowa. Two big stars with Boston and Clark going head up. But then could it come down to Staley against Mulkey? SEC battle for all the marbles. All that up for grabs. Uh, we got a lot of football stuff out there. It is Chad and Zay on this Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And every Thursday about this time, we like to visit with one of our own. He is technically on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline, even though he's sitting right over there. Shout out to Vaqueros. Yeah, baby. That's good stuff over there. You been on the Vaqueros lately? Uh, I wouldn't say lately, but the last time I went there, it slapped. Ooh, it was good. Yeah, I had it about a month ago. It went crazy. Yeah? Yeah, it was great. Really good stuff. Uh, he is Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. Check out all the great stuff they've got there for you. We're counting it down. 16 days till the spring game for Texas football. Longhorn Blitz podcast. If you missed it last night, don't worry. We'll get it for you tonight at 7 o'clock after Ball Don't Lie. Jeff, Rod Babers, Matt Butler getting super nerdy on Longhorn football, heading down rabbit holes left and right. And Light the Tower, of course, 10 a.m. to noon, where today Jeff basically became the crocodile hunter. How are you, sir? We uh, we read a story about an alligator on alligator crime from Florida. A lady, uh, she was a bird watcher, so mm-hmm. she took a photo of an alligator eating a smaller alligator. Which then prompted me to say, you know, there have been various alligator sightings in and around our fair burg. Like there was one on Town Lake. And I figure it's usually people that get alligators as pets and then realize, oh, man, I didn't think this thing was going to grow to be a seven or eight foot monster, which is I'm an idiot. Alligators. What do you think they do? Yeah, right. Which then got us on because a texter sent in. Uh, I think it was moving Alden on our text line, sent in a picture of some alligator gar he spotted on uh, Colorado River just south of Town Lake. So alligator gar. We're talking giant fish here. Yeah, just to go. Yeah. Yeah, Are those you, dangerous? I don't think they're dangerous to us. Okay. I think if you if they bit you, it would hurt like hell. But I, I always thought Ooh, alligator I gar were like bottom feeders. But apparently they can go at any depth. I didn't know that. Can uh, you but, fry like some catfish? What do you mean? He means can, can you fry that thing? Can you oh, eat them up? I don't think like you can catfish. eat alligator can you gar. Eat no, mm. it doesn't, doesn't look that appetizing. Might be tough. But yeah. I've gone an al- down an alligator gar rabbit hole uh-huh. of sorts and... Have you found out more than you needed to know? I want to know as much as I can about alligator gar. I'm fascinated now. Just like I'm fascinated about feral hogs. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, we had stories. That, cause, and then we started talking about, hey, it's snake season, so be prepared, like CBS Austin or KXN. Somebody's going to do a story here in the next couple of weeks about somebody getting snake bit, which then prompted in a bunch of uh, a bunch of rattlesnake stories and people, oh, I just killed this snake. Oh, I, I know. I saw these pictures. They're sending you all of huge rattlesnakes. Zay, Hell Zay no. no part of that. Hell no. Yeah, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. When you're raised... Even part of your time in the country, like I was, every every time you see me walking around anywhere, I could be in a fast food restaurant, gas station, all cement, wherever I am, I'm always looking three feet ahead of me on the ground. Ca- Captain Caveman, always looking for snakes. Captain Caveman on the Specs text line says, "Yes, you can eat alligator gar. Yeah, there we go, apple baby." Gar. All right, Zay, I want you to go down to Town Lake with a fishing pole. <laughs> I eat anything out of Town Lake. I want Lake. you to catch us some gar, Yo, and if, we'll cook if, it up. If my dog can't swim in it, I ain't eating nothing <laughs> out of it. That's a good point. Hey, let me tell you what. If you do catch an alligator gar and could get it prepared to eat, you deserve that meal. That's a tough fish to deal with right there. Especially if you get one of them like six-footers or seven-footers. My goodness. Th- um, those gars are like inside linebackers, man. They go about 6'2", about 230. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like it's like catching uh, catching Lawrence Taylor in his prime. Is that what it's like with the alligator gar? Um, all right, so a lot of things we could get into with you today, Jeff. Uh, obviously, football season is rolling up pretty quick. Sixteen days till the spring game. Uh, where's your focus in terms of Longhorn football? What would you tell a Longhorn football fan today? How you guys hearing things are going? I did happen to catch Sark's uh, post-practice Zoom. I went. I was actually listening to that before I came in here and, and caught, I think, about all of it that I needed to catch. Um, the defensive line keeps coming up as the strength of this team. I don't think that surprises anybody. Mm-hmm. My thing has been, I talked about this on the show today, my thing has been it's not so much Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy taking that step to be kind of what Moro Ajomo and Keandre Coburn were last year. That's not a concern. My concern question mark is can Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton take a step forward to give you what Sweat and Murphy gave you last year when you could legitimately roll their four deep? Now, can you be, you know, legitimately like six guys deep like you were last year if you can that'd be great but if you can just be legitimately four like be able to platoon you know two units or, or mix guys however you want to do it that you could have the best interior defensive line you probably should have the best interior defensive line in the big 12 which will take pressure off your inside linebackers it'll take pressure off your edge guys and the questions at those two positions that i have who's taking over for demarvian overshone uh who's going to be opposite of Baron Sorrell in place of Ovia Gofu, uh, you know, I think that stuff will start to sort itself out if this defensive line is as good as advertising it. And so far, uh, it sounds like they are. Yeah, that's that's big news. That's great news, Zay, if you're a Longhorn fan. That, yeah, that, D-line, I, that D-line keeps coming up. I need Alfred Collins to be something. Yes, you do. He's just too good-looking of a body for him not to be something in his senior year. But, Jeff, you know, you talk about the defensive line. The secondary is a little bit of a question mark for me because, yeah, we know that they could be good, but we don't know if they're going to be healthy, especially with Jalen Cavallon coming along from Arkansas. We know what happened during his tenure there. He was off the field a lot. Mm-hmm. And if he's on the field with Jaron Thompson, Anthony Cook, and Gavin Holmes for Wake Forest and Terrence Brooks in there, this could be something special. Who else is going to be able to step up in that secondary that I didn't name just now. Sark mentioned Keaton Crawford today and, uh, you know, filling in while Jalen Catalan still recovering from that shoulder surgery. 
Keaton Crawford's a guy that's been a core special teams guy. Uh, he made that move from corner to safety last year, lost out to Jaron Thompson for that starting spot at field safety, but he's been in that boundary safety this spring, and Sark likes the progress he's made. I haven't heard anything negative, which usually leads you to believe that things are, are going well. It's kind of like a no news is good news kind of thing. So you can, assuming Jalen Catalan gets back and is healthy, you could legitimately have three starting caliber guys at safety. On top of the fact that Sark said Terrence Brooks, in his mind, was one of the top performers in the scrimmage situations last Saturday. So you pair him with Ryan Watts at corner, you feel like you're good at corner. We know what Jade Barron can do at that star position. So uh, all told, I think you're looking at a secondary that from a talent standpoint, shouldn't it shouldn't take a step back from where it was last year. If anything, it should take a step forward. And you're starting to get talented depth. I always have the talented depth discussion. And talented depth, like basically – Go look at – I'll give you one position, and it's probably just because we just talked about it and it's top of mind for me. Go look at the Texas defensive line in 2005 when they won the national championship. Your entire two deep ended up playing the, in the NFL. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about talent and depth. Like, can you lose a starter and, okay, it doesn't matter. We're just going to roll with somebody else who's really good, and there's a little to no drop-off. You've got a chance to have that at safety. I, I think you – you're pretty much there at defensive line when you talk about talented depth. You, I think you're probably there at running back. There's a couple other positions that are close, but if you can get there in the secondary, that's light years ahead of where you were in 2021 when, I mean, you had all kinds of problems at the safety position and your corners couldn't cover. You couldn't really do anything what PK really wanted to do from a scheme standpoint because you were so limited in your personnel. Uh, and that's the other thing I'll say, too, Zay, when you, you know, the times we've been able to go out to practice and just watch the spring, the body types at corner are changing. And you're really starting to see what Terry Joseph and PK and Sark, what they want in their corners. They want, you know, six foot or taller. They want length. Uh, they want guys that have some position flexibility, some versatility to them, guys that can turn and run. Like you look at Manny Muhammad and Xavion Bryce. You know, we saw Ryan Watts last year. Terrence Brooks fits into this category. And compare them to like a guy like Deshaun Jamison, as good of an athlete as he is, if this staff recruited Deshaun Jamison, they wouldn't recruit him at corner. He'd probably be a nickel or a safety for them, or maybe even a wide receiver, uh, because they want they want those big corners who can press you on the line of scrimmage and play press man, because that's what they want to do. I mean, that's part of what your pattern match uh, pattern match quarters is all about. Eventually, it breaks down and it turns into man coverage anyway. So you got to have guys that can play in one on one. That's the other thing that intrigues me about the secondary is just as you're starting to see the bodies change and really starting to see what this staff wants out there. Talking with Jeff Howe, remember uh, UT Spring Game, 16 days away, 1 o'clock on uh, April 15th. We'll have it for you on the horn. Remember, I can't gonna, believe it's that close. I know, and they're going to fire up uh, uh, the full version, uh, or as close as they can get, to Bevo Boulevard that day. I think it's 9 a.m. They're going to open Bevo Boulevard, and uh, we'll get you a little uh, pregame broadcast from 11 to 1 as well. They're going to serve Alligator Gar down there on I don't Bevo know Boulevard. if Alligator <laughs> Gar is there. By the way, Jeff, somebody texted, easiest way to catch Gar is putting a line on on a bottle and letting it float around. Make sure you have something to kill them with because they will fight. Okay. That is the it's recommendation. Like a rock or a hammer. Or a I, I guess so. Talking with Jeff Howe, uh, let me get some basketball thoughts from you. End of the season, obviously the good news ends up being Rodney Terry did earn this job and got the job and you were at the, the press conference and all of that. But let's go back to Texas and Miami. You were there in Kansas City watching it roll out. When you look back 
and look and ask yourself, why am I not headed to Houston to cover this team in the Final Four? What's the answer? Let me just say this: that first half, uh, as as fluid as the action was, a great Texas crowd, great, really good turnout from the uh, Burn Owners faithful. That might be, and knowing the high leverage situation that the Elite Eight is, probably the best in person basketball viewing experience of my life. Wow! Like honestly, it was that. Like you could feel, you could just, you could feel just how tense and tight everything was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second half, not so much, because the officials decided to instead of monitoring the game, started to involve themselves in the game and. What I really think it boils down to, and this was actually this is actually my column. You can still go to Horns twenty four seven and get my column on this because I, I tried to kind of do part tribute to this team, part why this is where it ended. There was that eight minute stretch they had where I think it's with thirteen twenty nine to go. There they go up thirteen. Tyrese Hunter takes Nigel Pack off the bounce and, and gets a runner to fall, and then I think it was exactly eight minutes and three seconds later. That's when. Uh, Omir gets the three-point play. He gets fouled on that little lob where he catches it. Oh, that was so weak. Yeah, and then uh, goes the line, gets a three-point play. So you went from being up 13 to down one in those eight minutes. And you just look at it, Texas didn't do anything that they've, during that seven-game winning streak, that they've been able to do. They didn't make shots. They were one for nine shooting in that stretch. And the one they had was the the lob from the logo that Dylan Mitchell caught and threw down. They didn't make a jump shot. During that stretch, they couldn't get stops. Uh, Isaiah Wong was not very good for most of the game, but there was like a four or five minute stretch in those eight minutes. That's all he needed to be good, and he was really good in that stretch. Wuga uh, Poplar kept them in the game. Uh, Nigel Pack started to hit some shots, and I think it was just a combination of and, and credit what Miami did too defensively. I was talking to Jabari Rice about this after the game. He said that that was the point where. They really started to focus on even times where they would double team and really try to deny him and Marcus Carr the ball uh, pretty much once you got past the logo and force them to set their offense up higher, get the ball out of their hands, put it in somebody else's hands. So really everything that could have gone wrong for Texas in that eight-minute stretch went wrong because there's no other way to explain it. That's how you go from being up 13 to being down one at the end of that stretch. And it's like Miami had the momentum, they had it rolling, and you just were never able to recover. But even then, like the backbreaker was the the call against Brock Cunningham on the blockout that didn't go his way because it's a tie game at that point. Then Omir hits two free throws, and Miami never trailed again. You were, it was never the game was never tied, and you, Miami never trailed after that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's tough, Jeff. I'm low key really tired of talking about it. But anyways, we got to it's the part of the game. No, but I mean it was a, it was a great year though. I it mean, was. You, you it really was. Day, it's a great year. It really was. But you and I would joke about we should be there. We where our rooms at. We get into the final four in H Town. But hey, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. And my, my brother jinxed it. He texted me with about sixteen minutes left and said, "Go ahead and make your reservation to Houston." I said, uh, "I'm gonna punch you in the throat next time I see you if this goes the other way." Oh, so we can sure. put a little blame on him too, not just Ty Henderson from B and E. Yeah, it's both of them together because mm-hmm. Ty literally bought tickets at halftime. So I owe my brother, wow. I owe my brother a throat punch next time I see him. Yeah, he okay. deserves that. There it is, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Let me ask you this because Coach Terry's already hitting the road trying mm-hmm. to recruit these guys. I saw the picture of him and Trey Johnson, number one recruit in 2024 in Texas, just won a state championship at Lake Highlands, 29 points. He could flat out go bringing the team back next year for 2024. I mean. 
ideally you want Dylan Mitchell back and Arterio Morris, obviously mm -hmm. Tyrese Hunter. We know Brock's coming back. And Dylan DeSue, that's kind of the biggest question mark. Both Dylans for me because Dylan Mitchell, we know the – NBA guys love him, but the season he had, not quite NBA ready for me. What I think, are you I think a lot of scouts would agree with you. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in Coach Terry and this coaching staff when bringing players in? Like, do they need to hit the transfer portal more? Because we're seeing a lot of transfer portal guys in the Final Four now or go to high school ranks, mixture of both. What do you think this coaching staff and Coach Terry need to do for the yeah, 2024 you, season? You'll see a mix because, you know, you're going to bring in uh, A.J. Johnson and Ron Holland. And Ron Holland specifically is really going to change the makeup of the kind of team you can be. You know, the one thing that uh, Rodden Terry's focus has been on since he, I, I don't think people understand how involved RT is in recruiting. I mean, to put it as blunt as I can, I mean, when you ask, ask Chris Beard about recruiting, he would tell you, you know, you're probably better off talking to RT because he follows it more day to day than I do. So that's how involved Rodney Terry has been hmm. with recruiting since the staff got to Texas. Um, so, the, and then the one thing he's really, they've really looked to add is our length and athleticism. It's really where they've, they're constantly searching for that. Like, you know, it's, it's a, that's like saying, uh, that's like saying, Hey man, I, I really want, uh, you know, uh, a six, seven, 330 pound offensive tackle. Who's ready to go right out of the, what everybody wants. Everybody wants that, right? It's easier said than done, but they've done that. And, and Ron Holland is going to give them that in spades. So, so you bring the two high school kids. Of the returners that have a chance to come back, the only one, there's three that I'm concerned with, and only one of them you mentioned, Zay. Uh, Dylan DeSue has a, a legitimate decision to make. Does he start a professional career, or does he come back for one more season? I really think Arturo Morris, Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, uh, I, I think those guys are going to be back. I haven't heard anything different that would contradict that. I, I really feel like those guys, if you, if you had to ask me for an answer right now, I think those guys are going to be back. Uh, the other two, what happens with Rowan Brumbaugh? And what happens with Alex and Amekwe? Because I think depending on what happens with those two guys, that is going to determine, okay, how many guys do you need to go get in the portal along with the Sioux? If the Sioux goes to the portal, you're probably need, looking at needing to get two bigs instead of one. It, it's already challenging enough to get one big that can fit your style of play, but to be in a position where you've got to find two, they, you know that's not that easy to do. It ain't. And then I think what you're looking for, assuming everybody else comes back, is planned and you don't lose in a mech way, who I think could be, you know, kind of a small ball four for you, be an energy guy. Take some of that role that Christian Bishop had this year. He's kind of your your energy effort guy off the bench. And then Brumball, we really haven't seen Rowan Brumball because he redshirted this year. So that would be, you know, add just add to your guard mix. But I think you would need to add, we talked about the bigs, one or two, probably somebody in that Timmy Allen mold who could be, you know, kind of a, a a stretch four, maybe even a small ball five. If you want to, if you want to have that kind of guy, I think just somebody to give you some front court versatility. And then I think for a portal guard, which they do, they've reached out to a couple guards. I mean, Quincy Olivari from Rice touched base with him last night. He said Texas reached out yesterday, so they're looking for a portal guard. I think the kind of guy they want. I think that depends on what do you see Tyrese Hunter's role being next year. If you want Tyrese Hunter on the ball primarily, okay, then shooting becomes paramount in what you're looking for in a portal guard. If you decide, because I like Tyrese didn't shoot it that great this year, but he was like 33, 34% from three. It's compared to 27% at Iowa State 
last season. Mm-hmm. So he, he he made pretty big strides shooting the ball. Uh, but if you want Tyrese Hunter to play off the ball, now you've got to get a guy who's maybe more of a combo guard who can play on the ball. But you also need to recruit a guy who's who's a shooter because of what you lose with, with losing Rice and losing Carr. So I know that's a, a lot of words right there, but um, it just shows you, man, it's a, it's a year-to-year proposition trying to build a roster in college basketball. Very rarely... Do you get do you get guys like Anamekwe and Brumball where you can plan on having guys a couple years because they can always transfer and go go play somewhere else too? Yeah, that crazy free agency system that exists now. We were talking about the other day. It affects basketball in a very special way and different way mm-hmm. than it does those other sports. That is Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. If you just can't get enough, they are getting you ready for the spring game for these Texas uh, baseball series coming up. Another big conference series at Oklahoma State. This weekend, if you missed the Longhorn Blitz podcast, tonight at 7 with Jeff and Rod and Matt. And, of course, check out Light the Tower tomorrow at 10 a.m. There might be alligator guard discussion. There might be dead rattlesnake discussion. You just never know. Feral hog talk is always something that's on up for debate too now have you ever run over one of those out on the the roadway? I, I would try to avoid one at all costs. I have heard, though, uh, I believe Coach Joe Austin at Southwestern told us this when you're uh, and I think uh, Craig said at one point in time he was talking to Tom Herman about this too. There's that stretch of 130 that goes like from Lockhart to Seguin yep. that nobody drives that they have like feral hog signs up to beware of feral hogs because uh, that may be where the speed limit goes up to like 85 yeah, because feral, feral hogs will try to cross 130 and 18-wheelers come by and hit them oh. and these hogs just explode. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all be honest. If I could get y'all out there in a lawn chair and we knew it was going to happen, would you want to go watch? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I, w- I would, it, Honestly, <laughs> it's raining right now. I would go right now. Like, if you told me, like, it's guaranteed to happen between, like, the hours of, like, yeah, 2.30 and 3.30, I'm like, Chad, I got lawn chairs. Let's go. See, right that's now. your country coming out. Joe. That is. That's it like is. That's country, country That is country out. sensibility, man. If you could take me to a railroad crossing right now and say there's a train about to safely hit a milk truck and no one will die, I'd want to go watch. I'd I'd much rather watch a semi hit a feral hog though than a train hit a milk truck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll take both. Maybe one in the afternoon, one in the morning. You uh, ever been? You ever mudding, Zay? You ever mudding? Nah, See, I haven't done that. Mm, yeah, you gotta li- you gotta live once in a while. That's another level <laughs> yeah. of country. I didn't right take now. Bucky Gobble's old ass truck. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves to be. And Chad, you know, you know the guy. You always you went to high school. Everybody had this high school friend that went. Oh, let's go mudding. Somebody took the vehicle mudding. They, Everybody knew they had no business doing it, but yep. you're like, you know what? We're just gonna stand by and just wait because it's going. It's not if it's going to happen. I'm stuck. Come help me. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like, hey, your your uncle's about a half mile from there with a tractor, right? Okay, yeah, we'll go mudding. Go ahead. I'm sorry, your 1987 Toyota Corolla couldn't <laughs> handle. <laughs> You know, <laughs> two feet deep of mud. Oh, uh, that is Jeff Howe, kids. Always good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Stay thanks, safe. Jeff. Don't hit any feral hogs out there. If you're on Twitter, at Jeff Howe 247 if you want to give him a follow. Coming up next, it is our Flex 30 segment, and it's a big one, as in a big transfer on the defensive side in the 6A ranks. Or is it? We'll talk about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. Hmm. Sounds like some serious 80s pop we got going on here. 
I'm not quite getting it, though. What's the song called? Should I See. Should I See? Ooh. I do not know. The Outfield. I don't know. Who? The Outfield? No. Frozen oh. Ghost. Frozen what? Ghost. Frozen Ghost. That, pardon me for asking the technical question, but how would I know if a ghost is frozen? It's a ghost. They, fr- they freeze? A lot of names were taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of names were taken. Later on, Ghost was a name that was taken. They could have had Ghost back then. Frozen Ghost, Alley Cat Scratch, still can't believe that's real, and Tim McGraw. Oh, they went way back to what may now be controversial, Tim McGraw. If you go to the streaming Tim McGraw, I mean, you found that version today. I guess Indian Outlaw still has to be the same. Some yeah, ar- still the same. Some artists have changed their lyrics, but yeah. What did you suggest earlier? Guardian Outlaws? Yeah, Guardian Outlaws, Commander <laughs> Outlaws, Washington Football Team Outlaws. I don't know. Uh. Now, for the Frozen Ghost, maybe they saw a really pale, cold person. Maybe that's what it Maybe was. Maybe that's what it was. Frozen ghost. Just shivering their ass off. <laughs> that's the frozen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting band name there. Uh, we're getting a weird group of band names. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, a couple of big albums at 2.30. Uh, Zay has checked out Back in Black, an album he had never listened to. And I have listened to Iron Man from Ghostface Killa, an album I had never listened to. So we're doing another album swap discussion at 2.30. Some stuff a little bit out of our comfort zone. Coming up at 2.05, he's out of everybody's comfort zone. He's Brandon Lang. That's why we love him. Uh, Brandon talking Final Four. Does he like UConn or Miami? Does he like FAU or San Diego State? We are going to find out. San Diego State is definitely a team he would have gotten a lot of look at where he is out in Vegas. So I'm wondering if he's going to lean more towards SDSU. We'll find out at 2.05. Right now, though, let's get you the flex segment and some wild news in the 6A ranks. It's a name you know headed to a different place. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. Um, last night, I got a text from one of the Flex guys, and he was, you know, cruising social media, and he noticed a little detail. And he shot it to me and said, hey, um, Jacob Henry's Twitter says Vandegrift. And I just texted back the word, wow. And then thought, okay, let's look into this, double check, right? Um, and I look into it, and right now if you go to Jacob's Twitter, at the Jacob Henry underscore, by the way, if you want to give him a follow, it says Vandegrift, 2024, defensive slash nose tackle slash offensive lineman slash two-time 6A district wrestling heavyweight champion 2A and goes on wrestling state qualifier all that height 6'1 weight 290 so I verified things today double checked with the world's strongest man who now is going to be I guess the world's strongest viper dad sexual chocolate sexual chocolate himself uh, but yes, Jacob Henry is going to be at Vandegrift. Now, Zay, I did not need any more reasons to dig the Vandegrift Vipers. 
People know I am a mark for Vandergriff. If y'all don't know, that's my 6A team. I picked them years ago. Coach Sanders and the crew were nice to us when we went out there and did a show. I love the snake thing. I love the black and silver thing, the story with the military connection with the kid and name everything, all that. I just really got into it. Now I've got a good friend of mine who's also a Viper dad. I went to a couple games last season. Everybody knows I dig Vandergriff. But now, now Jacob Henry's going to be at Vandergriff? Yeah, and coaches on the wrestling and football side in 26-6A are wiping sweat off their brow right now saying, woo, wow, 25-5A is like, <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Yeah, the, the 25-6A coaches across all sports, but specifically football, wrestling, and powerlifting just went, wait, what? Damn, who damn, did, who, damn. Who? Who? Uh, so, best of luck to Jacob Henry, uh, the Henry family. Uh, shout out to that Vandergriff Viper crew. And from this uh, title we see here on Twitter, Zay, we could be talking both sides of the ball. He was all flex watch list defensive line last year, all flex finalist defensive line. Maybe there'll be some offensive line mixed in. He's a really talented athlete. Everybody knows that. And I think he has dabbled on the offensive line. I don't know how much – you know how many real reps he's gotten at the high school level, but now in his senior year, maybe it's both sides of the ball. Yeah, clearly he's looking for a better opportunity that maybe he didn't get at Lake Travis. So I'm with it. Like if you're able to up and move for your kid, son, daughter, whatever, for their best experience in high school, do it mm-hmm. because we see it in college, we see it in the pros. And I think there's so many limitations on the high school level, which there should be. But I also think there's some that make it like just impossible for guys to leave and transfer when the situation that they're in, you don't know. It could be really toxic. So, yeah, we we don't know what happened. But, hey, shout out to Jacob and the Henry family. And I know Vandergriff, who just went to a state championship game. I know they're hyped to have another guy on their lineup. Yeah, that could be big time for them. We've also watched on that offensive line for both sides. The defensive line just losing Damian Wimberly. He's headed to SMU. Uh, so obviously he could help out on that side of the ball. The offensive line just lost Ian Reed to Clemson. Uh, we've been talking about Blake Frazier lately, who will be there this year on that offensive line. Uh, and who's looking at schools like Michigan and Texas, and he's got a big-time offer list. So uh, we'll see how Jacob Henry might fit in there. Also, for you wrestling fans, I did text Mark Henry that he now needs to let Randy Orton know that he's a Viper dad. <laughs> Come on! Wow! <laughs> see you at yeah. WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. Come on, kids! You know what I'm saying? All right, there you go. There's your. We do the flex segment at 1:30 every day. Jacob Henry, now a Vandegrift Viper. Remember, remember to go to FLX ATX on social media to follow all the stuff. You might have seen it before our Flex guys did if you were at FlexATX.com. Shout out to them for that. Yeah, y'all heard us talking with Jeff briefly, but Coach Ronnie Terry, he was out there in Dallas yesterday to see 2024 top Texas player Trey Johnson. Oh, yeah. Who just won a state championship at Lake Hollands, dropped 29 in the state championship game, has a lot of Bradley Beal in him. He this is really the te- This is the team that beat is that the one that beat Clean Ellison, or that oh, they were six A? I think they're. they're I think 6A. they're six A. I think so, they beat Beaumont United. 
Okay, got you, got you. Um, so you'd be pretty excited if he ended up in Burn Orange. Very excited. Okay. Very excited. This would be a huge get for the program, and it would start something in 2024, and it will build momentum that Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson are coming off of in 2023. And not and not that it, it, it can't still be Rodney Terry saying, always be where your feet are and you worry about what's right now. The idea that now that he has that, contract security for a while he has the time of it to discuss now he doesn't have to worry about that stuff right he doesn't have to worry about kind of the circular talk of look we got to worry about right now my plan is now he knows he can tell them texas's plan texas's plan is i'm their guy i'm gonna be here this is my dream job you know he can go through all that stuff rodney terry is a guy that does not if he feels like the type of guy to me zay i'm not speaking for him it just feels like with everything that's just happened, when Rodney Terry is done coaching at Texas, it's going to be be because either he walks away and retires, or Texas decides they'll move on. But it's not going to be because he moves on to another coaching job. Yeah, he ain't leaving. Right? This feels like the last job for him. Absolutely. So if he can if he can honestly commute, communicate that to these big time recruits, then it's a whole another another deal where he can say, "Oh, I'll be there a lot longer than you will." Yeah, you come for as long as you need to, but I'll be there. Lo- I'll be there when you leave. I promise. Yeah, and man, you could go anywhere in a transfer portal, and you could find guys. We've seen it. I've continued to say we're seeing it in the final four now. Like FAU, come on now. Yeah, you could find guys. There's guys out there. It's just about making it mash, and you know, throwing all the food in the gumbo pod and making a good dish when it comes out. But they there. Stay out there. You want to talk about teams with edges. We know San Diego State's got one because people don't believe in them either. These FAU guys, the Beach Boys, boy, they you know they're they're they would love to shut people up. Yeah. They're the ult they're the fourth of the four here, right? In your estimation. I'm assuming for yeah. Vegas betting odds and all that. It's FAU. They're a nine seed. Yeah. And Coach Dusty May loves it. Yeah, he does. He loves it. I like it. that guy, by the way. I like him, too. The way they interact with their coach, the way he talks about the players, the way the players talk about him, you can tell there is a bond with those guys. Yeah, he's about to get a big-time Power 6 job. And it's good stuff. I don't know where, but he's about to get one. Did you hear that story about when he first got there recruiting and he wouldn't show him the facilities? No. When he first got to FAU, he considered not taking the job because the basketball facilities were so bad. Then he decides to take it, and he would only show them the football facilities that Lane Kiffin was working on at the time. But he wouldn't show them basketball. So they would literally get to campus and then realize how horrible it was, but he already had them by that point. And then eventually now they've gotten basketball going, and they've gotten facilities going. But at one point, he would not even show them the facilities. That's brutal. It was so bad. He was showing him football stuff. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely brutal. That's crazy, man. All right, uh, again, we do the Flex segment every day at 1.30. Coming up at 2.05, Brandon Lang, his thoughts on FAU, SDSU, and those two big dogs on the other side of the Final Four. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know on the horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Thursday. This feels like car wash. That's a little bit of that vibe to it. It, huh. may, it may not be, but it kind of has it up. Does it, am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. 
I mean, it's not car wash. Working at the car wash. It just has that. I don't know bit, what, what group is that. To it. I, and that I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I just know the title. I wouldn't have known the band there. Who is this? This is Fatback Band. Fatback. Are you ready? Okay. To the bus stop. Okay. I, I was. I had an automotive thing. Right? Yeah, you were close. Bus I stop. Guess, car yeah. wash. Okay. So Fatback or Fatback Band. The Fatback Band. The Fatback Band. Now that's a good name. Like that one. All right. Uh, so we got the Fatback Band. We had Frozen Ghost, Alley Cat Scratch, and Tim McGraw all on the show today. We'll get a great beat to start the third hour. Then at 2.30, we'll get into that album swap discussions. They listen to Back in Black by ACDC. Interesting anniversary around that album that we'll hit when we discuss it. And Iron Man by Ghostface Killer is the album that I checked out. I've been on a Wu-Tang run now. Zay wanted me to get fully educated on the Wu-Tang solo albums. So not only did I listen to Enter the Wu-Tang, I listened to the next five solo albums that were released. So um, we'll have some fun with that at 2.30. May even get into the uh, albums we'll hit next week. We've enjoyed doing that, and we hope you have enjoyed hearing it. Uh, Coming up, we will get you Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com in case you like to put a little scratch on the Final Four. He'll give you his thoughts on those games, and he uh, if he thinks anybody can take UConn out, they definitely feel like the big favorite right now. Uh, or certainly you feel like that side of the Final Four may be in control, whoever wins that game. It's going to be your favorite on Monday night. Right now, let's get to where we at in society, see what Zay wants to get into. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, am I headed to Twitter today or what? Yeah, head to Twitter. Wait, wait. First, first, no, no. Don't, don't look. Don't go yet. Don't look. All right. Okay. I'll tell you to head to Twitter just in a little bit. All right. But first, we're going to play a little audio for you and the people. All right. And you tell me if what I play for you offends you or not. Whether I'm offended. Whether you're offended All or not. All right. Everybody get your offended ears ready. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're playing it again. It was quick. We're going to play it one more time. Julie said. Were you huh. offended? Okay, go ahead. Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? <laughs> okay, now pull up the video so you could see what happened. The huh is my favorite part. Uh, a Mississippi news anchor. Mississippi news anchor, Barbie Bassett who's been a news anchor for 20 years. Oh, my God. Just got the boot for saying, for shizzle, my nizzle. After. She got fired? Fired. Gone. Say. Get out. Get out. Say. For saying, for shizzle, my nizzle. After her co-host says something about Snoop Dogg, who made that phrase popular. So the guy on the left is one that said Snoop Dogg. Right. She's the one in the middle, obviously, because there's two... <laughs> No. Two two men in this shot, and then and then the guy on the right. The guy on the right's very uncomfortable, and he the, was offended. And the voice that I heard, the voice that I heard that just went, um, that was some woman off that the was some camera. Woman, yeah. Okay. Uh, so interesting. Okay, so as I'm now, this video is a little bit grainy, but give me your. I guess the breakdown on demographics matters here. The guy on the left, white dude. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. woman in question. White. White woman? Yeah, she white. Okay. She white. Guy yeah. on the right? Um, he got a little spice. Maybe Hispanic? I don't know, I don't know exactly, but Maybe? Okay. definitely ain't white. Um, 
And this he, is, yeah, he's very uncomfortable. And this is in way. Mississippi. This is Mississippi. Whoo! Wow. Again, this is 2023. Golly. It's a bit soft. Yeah, that's it's, uh, it's a bit soft because I don't think this lady understands for shizzle my nizzle. The my nizzle means my, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Does let, let's break it. My down. ninja. Let's break it down. Does she still have her job if she had left out my nizzle? Yes. If she just said, for, said sh- for shizzle, for shizzle, yeah. she could have gotten away with it. Yeah. But when I when I hear my nizzle, I don't think of you know the offensive word. To brothers and sisters? I mean, it is, and also off of the Snoop Dogg reference, how many times have we heard Snoop Dogg use that phrasing? A lot. A ton, right? He doesn't and, say it as much anymore, but but one point of time, he was throwing it out there. He would say it a lot. A lot. It was a, Versus. It was a playful way for him to kind of make a reference without obviously actually saying a, saying that word. He could say it in mixed company on mixed yeah. broadcasts and all that nizzle, Snoop and Deal Double Jizzle. Yeah. You know? I, wow. He's in this bad 20 years. That's rough. She, I, let's say she doesn't get any deference, but then people look at that. Do people look at that video and just see, oh, look at there. White lady saying something she shouldn't say. Karen being racist. Right. Oh, yeah. She's probably racist. She's, I hope she's, not. She's a white woman in Mississippi, so we know what she's thinking. Is, that, hope, is that what people are going to say? I hope not. She's just That's misinformed. She doesn't know what my nizzle means. She just thinks it's Snoop being Snoop, being funny. Like, this is the same guy who has a cooking show with Martha Stewart. Like, he's not, he's a harmless guy, even though he's from Long Beach. He's harmless. Yeah, it's like, the first thing I did when I heard it was I smiled. Yeah, it's funny. I thought it was, you know, it was cute, playful, and the, here, here, this is how I hear stuff like that. I'm impressed that those two white folks in Mississippi know the reference, Right? That's what impressed me, where it was like Snoop Dogg and blah, you know, he made a Snoop Dogg reference and she immediately went to it. I'm like, oh, okay. Quick. So if she had just said for shizzle, it would be fine. But she adds, uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. if she would have said rolling down the street, smoking, and though she still have her job. <laughs> if she did reference gin and juice. Yeah. If she had, yeah. If she had said D O double G. If she had done some if other... the pimp's in the crib, Mom. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> said, oh, well, drop it like it's hot. That that would have definitely... That would have gotten her a raise if she says drop it like it's hot. We're so sensitive. Oh, this just goes Lord. back to like where we are, like where we are in society. Perfect. Let me this a- is where we are in society. Let me ask you. On this show, if you played Snoop and you said something about Snoop and I responded with those four words, what would you do? Uh, you get the biggest rib at the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. That'd give me some points That'd back. That'd give you street okay. cred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Chad, what, kind, what you like in your potato salad? <laughs> yeah. the, right that's th- what auntie asking you. Right this way. Yeah, right this way. Right this way. Yeah, that was, that. that's that's wild. That is wild. You got to get tougher skin, y'all. Like, yeah. this is bad. And, again, it's Mississippi. So, we, we know Mississippi's had a history of some racial problems, a little racial tension. So sure. They're trying to be... In 2023, they want to be right on. They don't, you know, they don't want to offend anyone. But this is taking it way too far. And like you got, right. it's not like she's younger or anything. This is an older woman. She in her 60s. It's also interesting. They were discussing. Okay, they said they were discussing his new wine collection, and then 
for him. Yes, how ungangster is that? We're thus discussing Snoop's wine His collection. wine collection. Now, one thing I would say, I never think of Snoop, I don't think of Snoop and tattoos immediately. The fact that the guy said a Snoop Dogg tattoo, but he was making a literal reference, I'm assuming, right, to something, in, I don't know what. How. I know Snoop's wine, like you could take a picture of it or something, or you could hold your camera, uh-huh. and they'll start moving. It's weird. Okay. It's really weird. I like, Somebody knows what I'm talking about, like, but Snoop's wine's very unique. Like, his setup didn't feel racially charged to me. It felt like they were specifically talking about Snoop Dogg, and if they were talking about his wine, they were specifically going, you know, talking about it. For him to say that, she immediately responds. Again, I, I, I heard it as, oh, yeah, they're kind of familiar with what's going <laughs> yeah. It's not like she said, F the East Coast. <laughs> You don't have no love for Mississippi TV? You don't have no love for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre? (laughs) To all you other news anchors out there thinking y'all could get all the right reports with y'all's producers dancing. Y'all don't have no love for Channel 5? Oh my God, that's fantastic! Yeah, somebody that's... needs to hire Barbie. Yeah, Barbie needs the job. She needs a job. She, ba- she needs a gig. Get out of Mississippi. By the way, the fact that her name is Barbie Bassett—you couldn't write that. Little country, you huh? Tried. That yeah. is such a country Mississippi name right there. Barbie, we hope uh, things work out well for you. I don't think you deserved all that. I am impressed that you knew the reference, and uh, that may mean you know a Snoop song or two. So you know what? Uh, just because they dropped you like you were hot, that doesn't mean that it's over. Hopefully, <laughs> you get a gig. Hopefully, you get a gig somewhere. All right, uh, coming up, your two o'clock hour starts with Brandon Lang of Brandon. Lang.com and at 2.30 speaking of music uh, we'll get you why today matters album swap back in black and Iron Man stay right where you are it's the horn